lift off and the clock has started. This is episode 251, recording July 9th, 2023. <gasps> My name's not Zach Anderson. He's MIA this week, so we're, we're, you know what that means, guys? Anime talk. And to do that, I have with me, as always, Shannon. Catch me at the card shop more. Yo, 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 what's up? Yeah, uh, this week I took some of my magic cards down to the local card shop. And uh, yeah, boy, sold a fat got got about three stacks worth of cash. So I'm balling. Dude, I'm proud of you, man. I, you know it sucks that you you hate to see him leave, but you know with with prices as they are with trading cards, they fluctuate. Like you know, might as well get that bread while you can. Mm-hmm. I mean, I heard that you know, like Magic is, or like you know, Wizards of the Coast is thinking about like doing like a reprint, which would probably destroy the market for. Uh, basically, I sold a bunch of dual lands, so I heard that they were thinking about doing that. And a lot of my friends told me you might want to get on that tip before uh, they basically like just take the bottom out from underneath you. So I figured, you know, twenty years is a good amount of time to hold on to a set of cards. Uh, they were all. Uh, either mint or slightly used um, uh, or slightly played lightly played um, like monikers like I guess the uh, the quality yeah so I, I fetched a pretty good price uh, so yeah about seven cards worth I sold I got about 3200 bucks so dude that's so good. nice yeah man they don't really reprint dual lands that much so dual lands are incredibly expensive when you look them up on tcg player and stuff man they they jump up and the older they get the more expensive they are when they're from like alpha and beta and way older sets Mm -hmm. see i thought i had an alpha on my hands i thought i had an alpha volcanic island um and you know the guy that i had been talking to was like come in right now i don't care what the price is i will pay for it i will leverage my shop to to buy that card and uh, unfortunately uh i you know walked in feeling great about myself and then left feeling kind of chumpish because uh it was unlimited uh not alpha so uh, you know, there's a big price difference there. The guy, so. the guy who owns the shop, like brings his dad out from the back, and he's like in a wheelchair <laughs> with the big magnifying glass inspecting. He looks like the old dude from Toy Story Two who came and put Woody <laughs> back together. He bursts out okay. his little box. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, there was a microscope involved. Like mm-hmm. they had a digital microscope, <laughs> and they were able. They were looking at the back of the card to look at the rosettes and the in the around the the gems and the jewels. Because apparently, like, there are a lot of counterfeiters out there right now for uh, for dual lands. So uh, I was impressed with the procedure, right? Like, they had gloves. Like, I mean, they put gloves on. They took my cards out. They treated them with a severe amount of respect. Uh, you know, put them all under the microscope, uh, went around, looked at all the corners, all the cards, looked at the centering. Like, they had this, like, computer that would check to see how centered the, the, the um, stamping of the art was in the card. Um, and we're able to give them all grades and variations based off of that. So, um, you know, kudos, uh, to legends, um, 
you know, if anybody's in California and, and needs a, a place to go to trade in your cards, that's that's where I would go. So, uh, yeah, good good operation there. Yeah, no, I watch uh, some dude on YouTube who is like a big alpha investments and stuff, and he's big into buying and selling and whatever magic cards, and he'll kind of go through sometimes when he buys like big collections and stuff like that, his process of checking authenticity on cards and stuff and it's like you said like one of the spots is like the back the coloring and stuff and he checks like the the actual like kind of like weight of the paper used and stuff and you can kind of tell based off that and stuff like what era of magic card it comes from and if it's authentic or not and like just the feel of the card it gets insane Mm -hmm. yeah i mean even like the things like because you know i have like i said i mean other than playing with you ca very casually when you come out like the only other time i ever played was when i was in high school right so i didn't know that a lot of the literature changed on the cards like you know a lot of them had like arrows for tapping and mm -hmm. like other ones actually had like a t the sideways like, t you know, yeah yeah so there was like a lot of different like variations in the art there so like right away like these guys were just like okay i could tell like what year these were printed like where you know like everything like this dude like knew more about the cards than i did and i felt like you know such a such a tool right because here i am trying to like offload these cards that are like a thousand dollars like a piece <laughs> or like you know 800 to a thousand dollars a piece and like he was just like yeah like you know nothing compared to me the dude's like <laughs> sniffing the card and he's like ah oh, yes barcelona 1997 this card came off a boat <laughs> Yes, recycled balsa wood from the uh, the the uh, such and such trees from the forests of Barcelona. Yes, uh, good, 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 good card here. <laughs> so besides that, did you have a good weekend? Has it been a relaxing weekend for you? Um, you know, there when you have a six year old, the rest is relative, right? Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, you know, it was it was pretty chill. Um, I didn't really do. Uh, didn't go out and oh i had a we had a date night uh my wife and i uh, what yes the uh the in-laws they uh took uh care of our son so that we could go out and um have a good night we went to there was a um my my wife's um company gave her uh some gift cards to a restaurant called the Grandview up uh in the hills of uh, san jose so we went there uh and man dude uh like it was a one of those places kind of like from the menu where like everything is self-contained right they have their own vineyards they have their own cows they have their own vegetables like that part of the it without the murder right so like the i mean like every you get the, whole, the experience of having everything like grass-fed and holistic and right there um so the experience was great i mean like we were way up in the hills like uh, san jose is pretty far away from the bay like we're kind of like at the ass end of like the bay area so like you know we're, we're kind of you know in the hills kind of so over there uh it's really hard to see the bay but like if you go up very high into the san jose hills you get to see the you get to see the the bay and and luckily the weather held out we had a good meal um and it, it was a good time it, i will say it was pretty funny because um you know we had legit like cocktails right like there was a bottle of wine waiting for us at the table because they knew we were celebrating a special occasion so um you know, my wife was happy because, like, she she got her bottle of wine. Um, I uh, enjoyed a cocktail called the Smoking Gun, which is essentially like an old fashioned with some uh, applewood smoked uh, few, uh, smoke infused into the whiskey. So, like, they pour they pour they put the smoke in the bottle and then they pour your drink in it and they swish it around. So, like, the smoke basically settles inside the alcohol and then they pour it over an ice cube in your cup. Oh, it was so good! 
Um, but we didn't really want to go to like a bar and drink well drinks and like ruin the premium uh, experience. Fuck your palate up before going to this nice ass <laughs> restaurant. So yeah, so we so we basically just like partook in like the uh, the top shelf, and then basically we're home by like eight o'clock, so we could relax in our stretchy pants. Um, but yeah, it was it was a good time. How about you? What did you do this weekend? Man, so uh, I went to yesterday on Saturday. I went to uh-huh. a white trash party. <laughs> yeah, you and, did. Yeah. So uh, uh, Megan's friend Molly, who we went camping with. Uh, this was her second annual white trash party. So they had one before or whatever that we didn't go to. But we went to this one and we needed to get our outfits in check. Like, you know, costumes <laughs> were mandatory for this. Uh, Megan had ordered some stuff on Amazon to get here. But due to complications through Amazon, a lot of the stuff that she was going to order wasn't going to be here in time. Um, so I was like, okay, you know, we need to, we should hit savers or something like that, which I don't know if you guys have savers out there, but it's like the second hand, it's kind of like a Ross, I guess, or like, it's like a, like second hand clothing store or whatever. Usually, you know, cheap, whatever, cheaper clothes. Because I, I initially was gonna just get some jeans, you know, cut them like Daisy Duke style, like really high up, whatever. And Mm -hmm. I really wanted a NASCAR shirt. I was like, dude, that would be perfect for... (laughs) Um, so, but before going there, Megan was like, oh, dude, let's go to Target first. So I was like, okay. So we went to Target and Megan found in the woman's section, a, a Budweiser shirt that looked like <laughs> almost right. had the art of the can on it and stuff. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh man, that's, that's pretty perfect. Uh, mm-hmm. and then while we were overlooking in there in the woman's section, they had a NASCAR shirt. And it was a white NASCAR shirt, and it had this car on it, and it had the American flag behind it, and it said NASCAR across the top. I was like, holy shit, that's that's almost verbatim what I was looking for. The only way it could have been any better is if it had, like, what the driver on it, you know, doing that cross-arm pose, like, next to his car. That's, like, really what I wanted. So I was like, oh, dude, perfect. So I got that in, like, a double XL so it would be long enough. And... Mm-hmm. We went over to the men's section. I was like, you know, let me see if they have a NASCAR shirt over here. So, which they didn't. So I was glad that I looked in the women's section. But what they did have was they had these coming, you know, hot off the press from Fourth of July. They had some American flag men's shorts that uh-huh. were red, white, and blue, looked like the flag, and they had a matching hat that went with that. And I was like, oh, dude, like perfect. Let me get both of these. And I was like, dude, socks with sandals. I need socks with sandals. And it's funny because I needed new, like, around-the-house sandals anyway because my one mm-hmm. pair is, like, ripping in half, and I keep meaning to get them when I go to Target, but I keep forgetting. And as soon as I looked in the sandals section, there were these bright-ass blue with, like, a buckle shoes. I'm even – I'm wearing them right now. Uh, and I was like, dude, those are so fucking gaudy. I love them. So I got those, and I'm like, I need knee-high white socks to go with those. So I got a pair of socks as well. And then as we were leaving, also in the women's section was a American flag fanny pack. And I was like, oh, shit, dude. That's like the icing on the cake with my outfit. So got all that shit, went home. I also I made to go with my outfit. The, the icing on the cake along with the fanny pack was I made a cigarette out of a almost like a straw and I painted it with uh-huh. acrylic paint and stuffed it 
with like paper, make it heavier. And I even burned the end a little bit to make it burnt. So it looks like this big thing. And I put a little tape on the end of, near the mouth though. So like my mouth wasn't just coming in contact with brown paint all night. Like get lead poisoning. Even though it says it's safe to eat, I don't really want to test that. So, uh, but it was a lot of fun. You know, we, uh, Went over there. Megan did her makeup very like Harley Quinnish with blues and reds and stuff. I'll uh, mm-hmm. post some pictures in the Discord. It came out really good. We went there, and uh, you know we played some ladder ball. That beer pong was in order. Mm-hmm. They had some jungle juice that they made in almost like a giant ice chest that everyone was just kind of scooping out. And we had some uh, Red. pulled pork and chicken and some like cowboy beans and there were some dinosaur nuggets and this little fucking <laughs> cheese balls and stuff. So it, it was a good assortment. We were there like all afternoon and there was a water balloon fight at one point Brad? and dude megan got pegged right in the fucking jaw by one she wasn't paying attention <laughs> and she turns like the side yeah. of her neck slash like the back of her jaw man and after Ooh. she tapped out <laughs> she got pegged in the jaw <laughs> but i got hit good a couple times there's this little kid michael that little fucking prick was about <laughs> two feet away from me on my side <laughs> and he turns around I'm not expecting it and just wails me right in the right rib with this balloon. And it's one of those where the balloons 90% of the time did not pop when they hit you. They just ricocheted off you. And then when they hit the ground, you explode. So it was just getting hit with a solid object most of the time. I was like, dude, this kid point blank smacked me in the ribs with a balloon. Um, so it That's was, rad. yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, their yard, I think, you know, you probably had the same experience of, uh, that's why you got the reusable ones, because let me tell you, man, picking all that rubber out of the yard after the water balloon fight, not as fun. <laughs> no, that sucks. That's like the next day kind of thing when it gets, uh, when they dry out and they're warmer, so then you just kind of get, like, the leaf blower and blow them all on, like, one side of the fence and just pick them up by, like, the handful. Dude, what that's a pro. I, I will say, though, they did have the way the water balloons worked was it's the ones where you just plug it onto the end of the hose and then they fill up mm-hmm. and then just break off. And, dude, mm-hmm. even still, that shit is amazing because the last time I had anything to do with water balloons was in high school. <laughs> I was a sophomore, and I was helping the band kids for initiation, whatever, for band stuff. They, like, peg the new people with water balloons, and do they do some a little bit of hazing, if you will. And mm-hmm. I went at, like... Six in the morning over to my friend's house, and we were in his front yard for hours filling up water balloons, and that was to fill up, like, one fucking ice chest of water balloons, and your fingers were raw from sitting there trying to tie them, and everyone was wet, and so many of them broke in there, and I was like, dude, I, we filled up multiple ice chests of water balloons in, like, seconds compared to that. I was like, man, dude. These kids have, I felt like such a boomer being like, dude, these kids today have it so lucky with their water balloons. They don't know my struggle. Yeah, no, like, like when we were growing up, it was, it was rough. Like, I mean, we didn't even have like the little nozzle that would go on the, on the hose. Like, I mean, I feel like you guys at least had the nozzle that like, like didn't make it. So you had to stretch your fucking balloon out yeah. like, all the way over the that nozzle. Is, that is true. Yeah. Yeah, like ours, it was like it was like a fifty-fifty. Like you didn't know like that stuff was gonna break, like going right over the nozzle of the hose, or if like you were gonna get on, and then you had to like fight to get it off. Yeah, it was just it was a nightmare, bro. Like it was ridiculous. But yeah, the uh, the invention of like those like little straws, like the like the the like packs of like twenty-five and mm-hmm. one shot, like 
insane for water balloon fights. Like, I'm so glad that they have, like, the 100, um, like, the bundle of 100, because, like, I mean, you go through 25 in, like, five seconds. A sec- yeah, no, there was multiple where we w- ours got emptied, and then they had the hose on their side, and they're trying to fill up theirs with more balloons, and then we're, so, they're getting pelted while we're pelting them with water balloons, <laughs> but then we're out, and then now after theirs is done, they throw the hose back over, and they're pelting us while we're crouched, cowering, <laughs> trying to fill our water balloons back up. Oh, man. I, I do have to give credit on the timing of the party for, you know, by your friends, because, like, it seems like everything was discounted, right? So, like, everything was, like, super cheap, because, like, you're, you're thinking 4th of July, Stars and Stripes, like, all that stuff is, like, just trailer trash ready. And, like, it's on sale, right? Because they're trying to off... Target's, like, trying to offload it so they don't have to hold it for another year until, oh, yeah. like, next 4th of July. So they're just, like, <laughs> selling it for dirt cheap. And now now your costume is set. It can only get better from here on out. Like, exactly. every year, like, a little bit of renovation. Like, cut the sleeves off next year so you got, like, the full, like, muscle tee going on. You know, no, some good ideas brewing. Dude, no, it was great. And some of the other outfits were cool, too. Like, the host Molly had a very, like, Peg Bundy kind of outfit going on with, like, fake Brad. tattoos and stuff on her. And then one of the other chicks that was there, she was wearing overalls. And she had this big-ass, like, bottle of Grey Goose that was just filled with water that she was, like, walking around drinking out of. <laughs> so it was pretty great. Everyone was in, in the theme of it, which that's always fun when everyone actually plays along. And how was the weather? Was it, like, 115 or... Yeah, no. I mean, it was fucking hot. Uh, like, <laughs> the beer pong and ladder ball and stuff, a lot of that wasn't until later in the afternoon once the uh, sun started going down because... Everyone was in the shade under the misters, which is why the the water balloon fight did take place in, you know, peak afternoon. That was like about four-ish or whatever in the afternoon. So that felt nice. And then, you know, and then everyone dried off on the patio and whatever. And, you know, they have (laughs) tiles. So numerous people came and slipped, almost broke their neck. So there's like 18 (laughs) towels on the floor. So no one ran in and got hurt. Good. Uh, I mean, at least there was no injuries yeah no injuries outside of the water balloon fight <laughs> <laughs> your bruise rib cage oh man awesome well that's it sounds like a good time but what, did you do anything today did you did you uh did you uh do anything cool go to the mall have any new purchases that you wanted to, to splurge on so i did um uh, i went to um uh, the we went to this uh little italian deli um uh, mm-hmm. Uh, we went to this little Italian deli uh, that is called Del Facos, and okay. it is it's not close near here. But um, we went there for lunch with Megan's mom because she's never been, and it's some place that we've Matt introduced us to it, and we've gone a few times. But it's really cool. It's like a almost like a I guess I say a butcher shop, but I mean they have lunch meat and whatever, and they have like racks of like you could buy pasta and like wine and whatever there, but then they also have like an actual menu of shit, like sandwiches and whatever that you can get. And dude, I stuffed when I walked out of there, like disgustingly so. I had a my sandwich I had had like prosciutto and uh like salami and i think ham like bunch of shit on it i had half a pound of potato salad as a side to go with it and one of my favorite things they also have baked goods and i'm not a huge sweets person 
but I mm-hmm. fucking love rainbow cookies. I don't know if you've ever had rainbow <laughs> cookies where it's the layers. It's like the yellow, red, green. Um, I don't cake. think I have. So it's like thin layers of cake. It's usually like those mm-hmm. four colors. It's like green, red, yellow, and I want to say there's like one more. I can't picture it, but it's like those colors, and there's like a thin raspberry jam between each layer, and then it has good. chocolate like on top. Mm-hmm. Man, dude, I put those away. I ordered six, and I, <laughs> I, I shared. You know, I gave. Um, they're usually cut into little squares. And, you know, I, I shared, but I ate the majority of, I ate three or whatever. And there were some big ones. I saved the big ones for me, but they were always my favorite. Like my first girlfriend, her mom and her every year around Christmas, they're Italian and they would make cookies and whatever for everybody. And they would always give me just a tin of rainbow cookies because that was my favorite. And Matt makes cookies every year for Christmas, and I keep begging him to do rainbow cookies, but he absolutely refuses because it's just a bitch to make, apparently. Uh-huh. But so when I go there, I, I don't know when I'll go back, so I always just pig out, and I try to get rainbow cookies to bring home, but usually I only ever get to bring home, like, one, because <laughs> I just eat the majority of them there. Um, yeah, that's always a sign of a good, good uh, bakery slash delicatessen. Yeah, and then afterwards we went to a store called Rocket. It's like Rocket a Go Go, and it's kind of like, uh, it's it's similar to Hot Topic. It's like a Hot Topic mixed with like I guess like a Savers or a thrift store, but they have like a lot of like goth apparel, like racks and racks of Misfits shirts and Social Distortion and like band T shirts and stuff, and a lot of horror themed T shirts and like goth apparel and whatever and i picked up a i i posted a picture of it in the discord i got a new tank top with a ghost face on it chilling and it says chilling killing on it and i got another shirt that just has ghost faced on it so got a couple nice. new, new threads got a little fresh that's cool um i have an update on um camping uh, since we're on Camp Watch mm. now, um, so Camp Watch 2023. <laughs> yeah, so it's about to get a little bit more interesting because on the camping trip that I was able to go on, I am now not able to go on. So, oh my God. Uh, if Zach does go, it will be with our friend and with a friend of a set of friend of theirs. So I don't think it's probably in the cards for Zach to go camping now. Um, but we'll see if he listens to this or not. Maybe he'll just get bamboozled and like <laughs> he just we all just show up and I won't be there. But um, they planned it on the same weekend as my mom's uh that my dad is planning my mom's 70th birthday party and so you know i can't i can't miss out on my mom's 70th i mean that's a that's a pretty you know it's a pretty important birthday so that's a way to get written out of the will (laughs) yeah so uh now i'm you know trying to come up with ideas to help my dad uh come up with a like absolute uh you know stunner of a of a party so we'll see what we come up with but yeah as uh, unfortunately camping not gonna happen this year <laughs> you're like mom 70th birthday whippets and top golf let's go <laughs> yeah let's you know you know you got that brand new hip you got those two brand new knees let's put yeah, them out there exactly dude put them to the test man get the nine <laughs> iron yeah, it'll be it'll be a good time. Better yet, hey mom, you know what? Uh, celebrate your seventieth birthday by sleeping on the ground uh, on the beach for two nights. How about that? Let's dude, do that. That that is the ultimate hip, dude. You want to test those hips? <laughs> go get that air mattress, man. Two nights. Let's go. 
Oh, yeah. Just, uh, if the tents are rocking, don't come a knocking. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I, I can't imagine Zach wanting to go, like, I feel like you were the driving force behind him going camping, and I feel like if you're not there, because that's the thing, I, I feel like Zach would be better off not going at this point, because if he goes and has a bad time, he's not mm-hmm. going again. Like, that was the one <laughs> shot to get him to go, to be like, hey, this uh-huh. is pretty cool, right? And if he's like, dude, this shit sucks, Shannon's not here, I'm pissing in a hole outside, you know, he's not going to want to go camping again. Yeah, that's that's going to be a rough one. Uh, and I, I do hear you, like, yeah, this is like the one shot, right? This is It can go either way from this point on. Like, Zach's future is written with this <laughs> yeah. event, right? Yeah, he's been like... so against it, and the fact that you even got him to entertain the idea... Like, that's progress. That's a lot of work on your part. (laughs) And the last thing I think you would want to put Zach's wife and kids through is him being miserable camping, because then that's just everyone's going to be like, nope. (laughs) And, you know, like, I've, you know, we've had a long friendship, right? And I'm going to continue to be friends with Zach for a long time. And I don't want to hear that every time I bring up camping is like, oh, yeah, remember that time, like, you told me that you were going to go camping with me and then you just decided to like ghost me like a month before we were supposed to go camping and I'd already put down my deposit. So yeah, I don't, I don't need to hear that for the rest of my life. So yeah, that's going to be one of those where that gets brought up. Like, if, well, at least I didn't abandon you and send me out into the middle of the fucking <laughs> beach to die. Yeah. It's going to be like once a week on this podcast. So he's going to find a way to weave it <laughs> into the tapestry of like me, just like leaving him to go camping. Yeah. Your um, moniker is like Shannon. Yeah. I ruined our friendship more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, like it'll be like, Hey, can you guys record tonight? And I'll be like, no, I can't. And they'll be like, so Justin, are we recording tonight? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So yeah, Zach, I hope you're still listening. I'm not going camping. <laughs> If not, this is this was your warning. It was buried in a podcast somewhere. You know, I told you. You just had to listen. Yep. Open up the Google Calendar and delete it, man. You ain't going. <laughs> oh man. So you know, with Zach being gone, uh, that usually opens the door to uh, a fun conversation uh, that Justin and I get to call Anime Hour. Yeah, uh, boy. You know, Zach usually calls it anime bullshit, but uh, this is the time of year when the new episodes are dropping, the new animes are coming out, and Justin, my man, is here to tell us today which ones are going to be those bangers that we need to pay attention to. Yeah, so, you know, let me preface this. I Most of the ones I'm going to talk about are mainly ones that either I'm watching or starting to watch there's some on the list that i am watching that i didn't put on there because they're i watch stuff that's not great sometimes it's not stuff that i would go around like in the circle be like hey man have you guys seen no it's it's hot shit but i I just watch it to to fill the space in my life so um but i know let's so let's get let's get the the ones that i am watching like kind of congruently with you yes like over with so then i can ask you questions and let you kind of take the reins on the the second half uh so i guess the one i would want to talk about first because like you know we started talking about it before the show and we kind of have differing views on it uh-huh. is the juju kaisen uh season two episode yes. one drops this week. it was so let's talk about that i thought it was great i've missed juju kaisen so much and i thought this first episode like right out the gate was a banger 
and I know you, you see, didn't feel that way. And no, I you know I so okay. I, d- I don't want to cut you off. I want I want to hear what you have to say about it because I want you to I want you to turn it around for me, right? So I am watching this show and I have been so excited because like the end of season one, it seemed like it was going places. Like we were gonna see like you know like what uh, what was it uh, Yuji and like uh, his like how that story was gonna play out. He started to make friends. Like Satoru was like, hey, like let's go over here and like like you know kind of like work on making you stronger and stuff like that. Now. You have the movie, which goes way the hell back, all the way to, like, the beginning, like, you know, which didn't involve any of the characters, right? Like, Mm -hmm. we've gone back and forth on that before. It was a good movie. Don't get me wrong. It just, like, you know, when you're expecting steak and you get tofu, it kind of gives you, like, you know, you're kind of bummed, right? But, like, you know, now here we are in season two, and it seems like they're going with, um, like, Suguru, uh, which is, like, the evil guy, right? And then Satoru, back when they were in high school... Like kind of having them uh, showing their dynamic and like ultimately probably what causes the rift between them and why one goes to like the you know the chaotic evil side and one goes to the like kind of like the chaotic good side. So I don't know. Like I felt this one there was so much that they were trying to cover. By the time they did the setup, the episode was over, and that kind of bummed me out. But like, what did you think like about the the whole? The so, development of the season. So I thought it does kind of. I guess if you, 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 I feel like you'll be really lost if you didn't see the movie because the movie mm-hmm. kind of sets up a lot of. Because it's like you know we watch season one and the one dude who his friend that has the tattoos on his forehead. You know he's bad, but he used to be good. And then you kind of get to see that play out in the movie. And then now it's them like together while he was still good. Him and Gojo are second years in this whereas in like season one gojo's you know the kakashi of his team and stuff of first years and you know i i love gojo i miss he's such a cocky prick but it's like (laughs) but it's one of those things he's cocky but he can back it up and that's what i love about it and it broke my heart watching this episode where when he's on the phone with the dude and he's like yeah dude that's why they sent us because we're the strongest and then you go back to like season one, episode two or whatever, when he's getting ready to fight uh, the finger demon dude. And he's like, don't worry, I'm the strongest. And it's like, oof, <laughs> like you know, him and his buddy were the strongest. It's like, no, now it's just me, man. Uh, so that's a little heartbreaking. But I, I do want to address one of your concerns. So this season mm-hmm. is 24 episodes and it's covering Damn. two. It's covering two different arcs which I'm assuming the first arc is going to be the first 12 episodes, and then the next arc is going to be the other 12 episodes, and there will probably be a couple-month gap, because they said season two is going to run for six months. So I'm assuming the first three months, like first two, three months, whatever, are going to be the first half, and then there's probably going to be like a month or so like gap in the middle, and then there's going to be the rest of the season. Uh, So this first half of the season is the flashback whatever era where it's young gojo whatever and then the next half of the season is going to be pick up where season one left off with the kids again and whatever so we're, we're gonna get both you're getting both so don't worry mm, uh, we will see all those characters again it's just i feel like i think what's happening is whatever is going to happen in the second half of the season I feel like it's going to involve a lot of these characters that were big players, whatever, in, like, Gojo's past and whatever. So they want you 
to know who these people are and have a more of a connection with them prior to continuing where season one left off. Uh, because, and that was really confusing for me too, because it's been a minute since I watched season one. So some of these characters, like they're young versions, I did not recognize them right away. Mm-hmm. Like, especially like the people, like the chick on Gojo's team and stuff. I was like, dude, I didn't remember her at all. And then the two girls mm-hmm. that were in the infinity hallway, mm-hmm. like look completely different compared to season one. Like she, the one girl has like a huge scar across her face and stuff. And I think she's the leader of the second year team or whatever in season one and then mm-hmm. we barely got to see the other chick she was with like i know gojo paid her like a lot of money in season one for help or something like that but we haven't really got to see her fight and she's kind of a badass that we got to see in this one where they like break the hallway uh so that was really cool uh but you're yeah right. and it was it was a uh, it was weird because like they didn't really fight right like they discovered the demon but like none of them fought the demon. <laughs> well, yeah, because the... then because then Gojo showed up at the end to save the day. They like <laughs> revealed the demon and then he's like, "Oh yeah, mm-hmm. boys, I'm here, let's go." <laughs> but no, dude. And then the scene at the end when they're in the uh, they like dove out the building and stuff and like running down the building and like the dude summoned the stuff and it's like, yeah, I I know it does a big like kind of cliffhanger whatever. We're like, oh dude, shit's popping off. And then it's like, and outro. And it's like, dude, man, come on. You're going to really do me like that? It was also pretty funny that the the opening credits didn't roll until 13 minutes into the episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like one of those in the middle of the episode, just like, yeah, we'll just throw the credits here, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a good setup. And like... I, I want to see like in that intro they had that whole battle where like they're they they both jump out the side of that building and then as they're falling they're both fighting like like demons and shit and just shits like chaotic and I was like that's what I want to see like that's that's the, give me that anime bullshit right there because like I'm all about <laughs> You're like but, sign like, me up yeah you can, but it's it's cool I mean like you do get to see that like these two people like while like you know they're the strongest in their class they don't really get along right like they hate they really don't they kind of are annoyed by each other so it'll be interesting to see that play out um so i'm i mean you give me hope right like mm-hmm. usually the anime like what they'll do to get you in is they'll hit you back up with the characters that you know and you love and then like once they hit that part where like okay this new character is coming in or this plot point's coming in that's important then they like break up that and they put like that new like arc right in the center right they go back in time they give you that arc and then you jump back in so i guess this is kind of a different approach to that and i'm i'm interested in it um but yeah i i miss i miss my like you know comfort food characters that i just want to see no i know and that's why you know i'm hoping you know it'll just kind of pick up like feet running like in the second half of the season and stuff they're like all right we know these people we got these characters i know i miss um god i'm terrible with him but the main dude and then the super jack dude who they, they like mm-hmm. he yeah. loves the idol girls and stuff and they have that weird like brother relationship with each other yeah. i love their dynamic that, i mean that's the thing that's that, that that was like right as that the whole arc ended right like they were in the forest fighting that forest spirit and you're just like there's like the chemistry's building the team's building like everybody's there doing their part and like everybody seems to be gelling and then like you hit the movie which goes back in time like which is like i said which was good but like it's like you had this momentum going with these characters right and Mm. now you just did this hard pivot it just i feel like you lose some momentum that way but you know we'll see how it pays off like when the when the new story like finally catches up to to everything so i'm here for it i'm excited 
I just hate that I'm going to have to do this week by week. Right. Yeah. So speaking of one that kills me week by week, I know you haven't <laughs> seen it. I It was one of my favorites when it came out uh, a couple years ago, but it's called Mashuko Tensei Jobless Reincarnation. It, <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's a long name. I always just call it Jobless Reincarnation because I can never remember the first half of it. So it's it's an isekai anime where, you know, as we talked about isekais last week, it's like when the main protagonist, whatever, dies in the normal world and then they get reborn in another fantasy world or whatever. So it's that typical bullshit. But the way it's done is really good. And, like, the animation style is gorgeous. And, like, the whole premise is it's, like, this dude, of course, died, whatever, fell down some stairs or some shit in, like, the other world. And then he's reborn as a baby in this world, and they can do magic and whatever. And he has, like, his memories from a past life and stuff. And he just wants to, like, do magic, and he's, like, born into, like, a whatever good family. So he, like, becomes, like, a mage really quick as a kid. He's, like, better than most adults as, like, a magic user. And then this, like calamity fucking hurricane thing hits his village and like scatters everybody like all over the fucking world and so he like hasn't seen his family in forever so then he kind of like rebuilds a new team and he's kind of traveling around the world trying to find his friends and like the rest of his family and uh in this season it's just like it's heartbreaking because like some of these people it's like they die or they leave him or whatever. So it's like now coming into this season, he's kind of alone again. And like he's getting older. And I just can't recommend it. It's one of those where there's no intro. Like the intro is incorporated into the episode. So there's never like, oh, like you said, oh, the intro started like eight minutes in the Juju Kite. Like, no, it just does like whatever over the episode. So it just feels like it goes by like this. It feels like you watch it for <laughs> 10 minutes and it's rolling credits. And it's like, dude. Like, we just started, man. Like, what the hell? It's already over. Um, so, it's really addictive. And the characters are really cool. There's, like, some good fights and stuff. And now, it was kind of sad at the end of season one. This chick he liked, they ended up, like, sleeping together. And then, like, in the middle of the night, she's like, yeah, I'm kind of holding you back or whatever. So, I need to go off on my own. And you need to figure <laughs> some shit out. So, he, like, wakes up all alone. He's like, fuck. <laughs> so, that, that was heartbreaking. Uh, but but I can't recommend that enough. Um, that's awesome. That's yeah. it sounds cool. I mean, uh, is it so is it evenly paced? Is it like one episode is maybe just like set up and then there's like a battle in like the next one or there's like an action sequence or is it you know, so, more yeah. of like a drama? Yeah, I'd say it's more like a drama because, yeah, it's not there. There is fighting and stuff in it, but it's not like, OK, every other episode it's fighting and stuff because it's more it's more about the journey and stuff than it is about like actual fighting and stuff but when they do do fighting like it's it's very kind of like i guess demon slayer like what it like it's just it's very beautiful with the effects and stuff and it's like really pretty to look at um but yeah it's more kind of like about like the characters and like the world building and stuff like that um nice but it was one of those where for season one the it was like 12 episodes and then there was a break and it was like a six month break before the second half of the season came out and that was just killing me and then prior to this season coming out, they released, like, an episode with the chick that left him at the end of season one and kind of, like, part of her storyline from in season one that we didn't get to see. And that was even killer because, like, oh, here's this, like, one episode and then you have to wait until actual season two 
in like another fucking five months and it's like dude come on man uh <laughs> but one that i 100 percent recommend for you i just watched the first episode i think came out yesterday um and mm-hmm. i 100 percent recommend it is something that's right up your alley it's called zom 100 bucket list of the dead okay and the general premise is there's an office worker uh he works making commercials and he was like young peppy's like all right like this is my like dream job i got in here let's do this shit and over the three years he's like worked there his job has just worked him to death like people sleep at the office like 150 hours unpaid overtime like a week and it's just he's just burnt out and you can kind of see it throughout the episode like the episode slowly kind of starts going into like black and white as like the color is just like drained from his world because he's just fucking over it like he just wants to die at this point and not go to work because he's like dude this shit sucks like i hate this and uh one day he wakes up to go to work only to realize the zombie apocalypse has happened and <laughs> okay he's like oh dude like my life's over like what a zombie apocalypse and as he's like running away from a horde of zombies everything clicks and he's like holy shit he's like i don't have to go to work anymore and he's just ecstatic and he's like dude i can fucking live my life again i don't have to go to some dead-end job i hate anymore and so he writes a list of like a bucket list of a hundred things that he's like wanted to do over the years but because of work and stupid bullshit he couldn't and then now it's him completing his bucket list during the zombie (laughs) apocalypse (laughs) that sounds pretty cool i think i saw a trailer for it like on facebook or something like that and it looked pretty appealing and i was like oh man i was like i think i got i thought it was a game i I thought it was just like a trailer for a game so i kind of dismissed it but uh that sounds pretty rad i think i'm gonna have to give that a try yeah so the first episode like you know it's kind of slow in the beginning just going kind of through the monotony and then of course the zombie apocalypse happens like right at the end and it's like holy shit so but i so i imagine like in the few weeks to come you know it'll probably pick up as we get to meet all these new characters and stuff because it was really like just him in this first episode but so it's more like so it's kind of got like two things going for it right it's like it's this guy trying to complete a bucket list worth of items while the zombie apocalypse is going on and then surviving long enough through the zombie apocalypse to complete your list right yeah so yeah so it's got two different plots going and it sounds like it has enough to keep itself busy yeah and it was really cool like the chase sequence at the end because he mentioned earlier in the episode that oh yeah like when he in college or whatever he played rugby and that played a part like at the end when he's like running from the like he's like diving under zombies like doing like rugby like jumping off like a four-story fucking like building and stuff and doing flips (laughs) and shit it was so good um nice so i've really i really like that so that one's been high on my list another one so this is another isekai one and this one (laughs) i watched purely because i thought i'm like dude this sounds like one this is something that if i told zach he would be like this is the stupidest fucking thing i've ever heard in my entire life and that is reborn as a vending machine i now wander the dungeon so so it's your typical isekai except this dude instead of being he is reborn in another world but not as a person he's born as a japanese vending machine and that concept alone was enough to make me go all right i'll give it an episode like this sounds so fucking dumb but i'm like 
if it fully leans into that though then that's hilarious mm-hmm. like it can't take itself seriously when it's doing this um mm-hmm. so the premise is yeah he dies and he's reborn <laughs> as his vending machine um and he has like little eyes and like whatever but like to people he just looks like a normal vending machine but to us as the viewer we see him with little eyes and whatever and we get his like little internal monologue whereas other people can't hear him but mm-hmm. japanese vending machines have like little they talk to you and like hello you know and like they're like oh big prize and like you know thanks come again whatever and they like actually say things he can do that to people but he can't say real words and he can't move either because he's a vending machine he doesn't have legs so he's kind of just stuck (laughs) wherever he landed and uh he needs electricity but he doesn't have to stay plugged in his like life whatever runs off of his electricity kind of pulls from his life and the way he gets more life is he gets money people buying shit from him and he can like his skill tree of stuff is like oh you can stock these items or whatever like he can invest his skill points into restocking new items or doing whatever in his vending machine and he gets different abilities like these goblins tried attacking him and they were fucking up his vending machine so he was able (laughs) to put up a barrier to like protect himself um but this hunter chick came and she got lost in the woods and ended up finding him and used her money to buy some like corn soup and uh milk tea and whatever out of him and she realizes he's like actually sentient uh to a point and she develops a like yes no type thing with him where she is like oh like, like say thank you come again if it's yes or like whatever if it's no and stuff so she's able to say like yes no whatever and talk to him and she's super strong so she picks him up and carries him to (laughs) her village to meet some because she thinks of him as like a on a special artifact or a sentient artifact or whatever is like what they call him so she wants to get him like checked out and stuff and you know all these people then they put him out in front of the inn and people like buy food from him and he's like oh hell yeah now we eating good boys like he was on the verge of death before because he was alone for like five days in the woods and then now he's getting all this money and like restocking snacks and stuff for everybody but it's super cute and it's super funny and i'm like all right i'm gonna continue watching it like it it got me hooked so it got its hooks in me And what what was the name of that one again? It's called Reborn is a Vending Machine. I now wander the dungeon. <laughs> so I would definitely check out the first episode. Like it's it's pretty cute. It's pretty funny. Like it got me. Um, there, I also it's a little flash from the past. You know we've been getting, uh, you know, like Bleach came out the other year and stuff. We got Thousand Year Bloodborne, kind of bringing back like the classic animes from like the you know Adult Swim era and stuff has kind of been making a comeback and you know speaking of comebacks roni kenshin is back um which is you know a i feel like that's a tsunami staple of an anime i put it kind of up there along with uh yu Hakusho and naruto like kind of one of the dragon ball z like one of the classics and it's mm-hmm. one of those like inuyasha and stuff where it's kind of almost like you know 90s kid whatever kind of baby's first anime like into like the samurai whatever world and it looks gorgeous uh the first episode's out it is a reboot of the original so it's kind of it's not 
trying to really do anything new it's just kind of re a retelling if you will in like a modern like not box screen whatever in high definition like modern animation and it's good so far man it's good it's there's blood like you know they're not holding anything back here like people get stabbed you know limbs get cut off uh you know there's some action going on in the first episode so i definitely recommend some Rooney kenshin nice yeah i uh i did watch it quite a bit when i was younger um i never finished like the full like arc of the anime but um it was a good like placeholder when like Ramel one half and uh, Bubblegum Crisis and uh, like Dragon Ball Z <laughs> were, were not so yeah yeah it's one of those where I think it's good I think it's fun um there so speaking of fun uh <laughs> so there's this one it, it's kind of <laughs> weird so it's called the girl I like forgot her glasses <laughs> and it's a I guess kind of like romance, whatever kind of dating one. So the general premise is this dude likes this girl in his class and she has glasses and whatever. And he's like, dude, I don't know how I'm ever going to start a conversation with this girl because he's super nervous and whatever. But he's like, he sits next to her and he's like, well, you know, that's enough for now. Whatever. I'll just sit next to her. And, you know, eventually one day I'll shoot my shot if it ever comes up. Well, one day I guess she forgets her glasses at home and... Like, she can't see shit without she's blind as a bat. Hashtag relatable. I get it. Uh, <laughs> but she goes to school anyway, and she's like, I can't find my history book. Like, she's trying to read, and she has, like, the book in her face, and she can't see anything. So he's like, oh, well, you can borrow my history book. And she, like, scoots over next to him in his desk and is, like, touching shoulders with him. And he's, like, losing his shit at this point because, like, oh, my <laughs> God, this girl I've always wanted to talk to is now, like, this close from my face and... I'm sharing my books with her. And so he uh, helps her out like that day and stuff. And she's like trying to leave and trying to put her shoes back on. Because in Japanese schools, you have to take your shoes off and you wear like little school shoes, whatever. And then you put your normal outside shoes back on. And she didn't know what locker was hers. And so she was accidentally putting on his shoes. And so they were all big and fucked <laughs> up and stuff. And he's like, dude, let me help you. So he's like tying her shoes for her and doing whatever. And he goes home that night and he's like, god please like make her forget her glasses again like today was fucking amazing like i i just want more of this she comes to school the next day glasses are gone again turns out she <laughs> stepped on them and broke them and he's like oh dude i feel like such a piece of shit because i literally wished on a fucking star for this to happen and now it did but at the same time now i get to help her again which is awesome so then it's like P.E. and they're playing dodgeball and she can't see. So he's like diving in front of her to like take the hits and shit. <laughs> and she's like standing there trying to see the other team and stuff. Uh, but it was really cute because so at the end, so he's like sitting there helping her. And then like the third day comes and she still doesn't have her glasses. And he's like, oh, dude, he's like, dude, I, I feel so bad. I don't know when she's going to get her glasses again. And uh up to this point earlier in the episode she was trying to like see his face and she was like right up in his face because she's like yeah i'm trying to like memorize the face of like the guy or whatever that helped me but i can't really see your face that well because it's like fucked up because i don't have my glasses and at the end of the episode she like came into the classroom and was like staring at him like this trying to like see his face and he was all super nervous like saying i was like what are you doing and she's like yeah, just memorizing your face, like, whatever. And he's like, oh, she still can't see. And then she walked away, and her friend's like, oh, do you still not have your glasses? She's like, no, I'm wearing contacts today. 
So she was able to fully see him and she could see him like blushing and being all fucking embarrassed with her like this close away from his face. So it was really cute. And nice. So I'm kind of excited to see where that goes. It's good. I think it's funny because like now they're just not even bearing the lead with like the titles anymore. And now it's like, you know, these big long titles like the girl I like forgot her glasses. <laughs> you know, it's just, like there's no more like, you know, I don't know what you would have called that. Like blossoming lotus flower or something i don't know <laughs> dude well it's so fun like i yeah uh, that's kind of been a trope for a while with animes have i think that's kind of like what they did to initially get people's attention was be like oh the super kind of like panic at the disco like you know panic exclamation point at the disco it got your attention it was like what the fuck is this and that's kind of <laughs> what they did with uh you know i feel like anime names for a while but then everybody started doing it so then that just kind of became like the reoccurring thing of, oh, we're just going to have, like, an absurdly long name that's arbitrary that no one's really going to remember, but that way it kind of, like, you're like, oh, what was that one with the long-ass fucking name that I don't even remember what half of it even was? Like, like one from last season that I watched is literally called, I got a cheat skill in another world and became unrivaled in the real world, too. Like, that's a whole fucking light novel in the title. That is the entire... They're like, hey, no one's going to read the Crunchyroll description. We're just going to jam all that shit into the title of the anime. Get you, you already know the entire first three episodes of the anime by the fucking title. Like, let's get this out of the way right now. It's like a, it's like a four-star review of the anime <laughs> yeah. right there. <laughs> yeah, it's literally like a fucking review for it. Like, the magical re... The magical revolution of the reincarnated princess and the genius young lady. It's like, what the fuck is the like, dude? Like, I I don't even have the subtitles on yet, and I'm already reading this much. Uh, I do like the fact that, like, because we're in the United States too, that like my Crunchyroll app is like, are you sure you want to watch this anime in, in actually ja in Japanese? I was like, yeah, just give me the subs, bro. Like, it's fine. No, dude, I, I can uh... read. It, dude, it bugs the shit out of me most of the time when it's like, oh, like, this updated. And I'm like, it looks I'm like, whoa, is there a new episode? It's like, no, it's just episode four, but it's in German now. And I'm like, dude, I don't fucking care. Dude, turn that. I, I watched it all. Like, why are you trying to get me to watch it again in German? I, I'm done. Yeah, it's like, that's what I don't understand is, like, I have my account linked between my phone and my TV. And for some reason, they don't transfer over. So it's just like everything I've watched on the TV is not on my phone. And everything I watch on my phone is not on the TV. Like, why do these apps, why do these, like, what's the point of putting in my, my, creating my account on both of these devices if they're not going to talk to each other? Stupid. Yeah, dude, that's a, that's a pain in the ass. I've had to do that before. Like, when my Crunchyroll account a while back, if you uh, listen to the podcast, got hacked, um, <laughs> and I had to go back and re-add everything, it was annoying for certain shows, it telling me that I hadn't watched it, and it was like, oh, dude, you have, like, 24 unwatched episodes, and it's like, no, dude, I watched it all. So I literally was that petty person that opened each episode and just clicked to the end to make it look like I watched them all again because <laughs> it bugged the shit out of me that bad because I'm that level of OCD apparently. Yeah, it's you know it's annoying because like you sit there and you you look forward to like these new episodes and then you can't you don't have anything to, or like they tell you there's a new episode out and you get all excited and then it's just the same bullshit you've already watched and you're just like God damn it. Wasting time. Just give right. me the new stuff. Right in my veins. Get me all excited for what? So, um, Demon Slayer, that ended, right? Yes. Did you finish Demon Slayer? No, I have not. But I want to know, like, your thoughts. Like, 
did it end well high note low note like is it better than like the demon train like uh, arc or the entertainment arc so entertainment so in i'll be honest in whole i like i make fun of demon outside of here i i make fun of demon slayer all the time mainly because of the fan base like demon slayer fans are like the people at comic-con who wear the green and black kimono and then it's like them and their sister dressed up as the main dude nezuko and it's like dude you realize your brother and sister right like and you're sitting here macking on your girlfriend at anime expo like a little weird but whatever um no i feel like every season of demon slayer gets better like i think every season has just gradually gotten better like season one wasn't bad by any means i just thought it was really a it's 24 episodes B, mm-hmm. it was just really long. Like, there was that entire middle part with the breathing training shit. That was, like, six fucking seven episodes of that. And I'm like, dude. Uh, where then, you know, the movie was great. And then the entertainment district arc, whatever. That was only 13 episodes. So I feel like that was, like, all right, we're going. Like, there's no fucking filler in this is whatever. We're just out the gate going for it. And that was really good. And I feel like this one, same thing. Even better. It was, like, right out the gate. They're like, these side characters that cry that nobody likes, fuck them. They're off fucking in the fields <laughs> harvesting grain. We got main boy. We got this emo dude. We're going to the sword village, man. Day one of being there, fucking top class demons attacking it. Fighting's on. Like, let's just go. And I love that. And I'm like, dude, yeah, they're not. I'm not sitting there like, oh, we have to fix the hot spring guys or old man Yamada needs his fucking apples picked. No, we're fighting high class demons right out the gate. All right fucking tinjo or whatever who every episode makes it a point to fucking cry didn't cry one like okay he cries at the very end but that was it <laughs> and i allowed it i'm like okay like it wasn't because he killed a demon or something like it was like okay that's a good reason to cry and they got it right at the very end it wasn't middle of the fight him being like kill a demon again? no i'm like dude shut the fuck up and just do your job fight like i don't need the tears like so this one was really good i I think it comes back again like they the next season i think starts next year like so they're banging them out like this which according to demon slayer fans of like the month because the manga is over and according to them we haven't even hit the like peak uh arc yet in the series so uh, apparently that's in the work so i'm like dude i i think every season's gotten better so i'm like dude if we haven't even hit like the top yet i'm excited nice yeah i think i'm about three quarters of the way through it actually i think if we can finish uh recording tonight early enough i think i'm gonna try to knock out a couple more episodes but um yeah it's definitely got my attention i do like the pacing of it it's a lot more uh like frenetic and fast-paced uh, I do like the characters in it um, a lot more. The demons, um, you know, because I was always wondering, like, these top-tier demons, like, they always seem, like, pretty pathetic or they seem kind of, like, weak or weird. Um, but, like, both of the ones that I've, I always had the biggest question about were are in this arc, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, like, it's really kind of interesting to see their how... And it always makes me wonder how people think these, like, characters or these demons uh, up like how you come up with their strengths because like some of those are just like, damn, that's super crazy. Like, you know, the one dude who's like super meek and he turns out to be like five different people and you're like, Oh, okay. So I get that now. That's insane. Like who thought of that? Like bravo to you, sir. Um, I like it a lot. Yeah. I, I, w- I would agree with you. I think um, I, 
even though I haven't seen the ending yet, that entertainment arc was gorgeous, mm-hmm. and the battle was beautiful. Uh, that last battle. Uh, so I hope that this one rivals that one. Uh, is all I have to say. Yeah, and I do really like these because a lot of these characters in this one too are the the head, like the captains or whatever. Of you have pink haired mm-hmm. chick, and then the sad boy with the blue whatever at the end. They're both captains or whatever. And so I like that we're getting to see more of them because we really haven't got to see them since season one. I mean, the, we saw the one in season two, but it was just him where it's like, okay, now we're getting two at the same time. So and I feel like in the next arc, we're going to get like two or three more. So I like that we're finally getting to meet all these people because it was really cool getting to see them all together in season one. And then it's like, okay, well, now you can fuck off and go do breathing training, whatever. And we never got to see them. I'm like, well, let's go back to the cool dudes. Like, what the fuck? Like, I want to see these people fight. Like, let me see the captains mm-hmm. fight. Like, because that was always the cool thing in Bleach. Like, well, oh, the captain's going to fucking fight? Like, now it's on. Like, they were, like, the top <laughs> tier, like, shit's about to go down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the the one I really wanted to see was the one that came right out the gate uh, in the entertainment arc. Uh, like, I mean, he was the one I really wanted to see, see fight because he looked cool. And now that he doesn't have an, a hand or an arm, like I'm kind of wondering <laughs> how the, how that how that's going to affect him. But uh, but yeah, I kind of thought for a while it was like nobody comes out of these battles unscathed, um, you know, because like you know the first dude died, second dude <laughs> lost his arm. Like it'll be interesting to see like if they continue that path to see what happens with these characters and like the smile on your face tells no, me that like, I'm excited for you to watch it. <laughs> um. But, dude, and that was, like, so, I also, uh, for, because you watched all of Chainsaw Man, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, M- Matt, um, has, he reads the manga for Chainsaw Man, and he's been, mm-hmm. like, get, like, begging me. He's like, please just read the manga so we can talk about it, because I don't know when season two of the anime is gonna come out. So I was like, alright, alright, alright. So, for, like, a while, I had slowly been accumulating all the mangas, for Chainsaw Man, I finally, like, collected them all, and I was like, well, now that I have them all, finally, I was like, I guess I'll finally sit down and just, like, read it, so I can finally talk to him, and in, like, one weekend, I, like, blew through all 11, and, dude, my body wasn't ready, like, the shit that's (laughs) about to come in season two is Uh fucking insane, like, it is gonna blow your dick off, like, it is insane, like, I can't wait to see it animated, and I have an idea of where season two is going to end, which is unfortunate because what's going to happen then in season three is going to be even crazier than that. Like each volume, <laughs> like, like, because uh-huh. in the manga for season one of the anime, it ends at about like the middle of volume five is where season one ends. And then, so season two is going to pick up like middle of volume five and then probably go to. I don't even know, like, maybe volume, like, eight or something like that, eight or nine. But it's, like, dude, uh, it's just, it's heartbreaking. Like, it is peak <laughs> levels of sadness. The action is going to be out of control. And it's, like, each volume after, like, seven, I was, like, dude, like, so many so many people die. Like, you're not ready for the <laughs> amount of people that are going to die, Shannon. It's, it's Attack on Titan, like, early Attack on Titan levels of... <laughs> I'm like, dude, by the time this is over, I'm like, I don't think anybody's going to be, like, alive in this anime. Like, it is just, like, no one is safe. It is, like, every volume is the Red Wedding for, like, all these characters. 
<laughs> Damn. I mean, that's kind of how they're setting it up, right? I mean, like, it was pretty legit, like, from the get-go. Uh, like, they weren't sh- shying away from people getting murdered or killed. Um, so I think they kind of – that's their way of kind of easing you into the, the, the property. But, yeah, that – man, that uh, – that sh- like, Juju Kaisen – was like the uh was my balance to chainsaw man right because chainsaw man was always so heavy and like crazy and bloody and just deep and then juju uh juju kaisen was always lighthearted, funny like bright uh so yeah it'll i'm gonna need something to balance that out i can tell you right now i'm just gonna need something bright and funny to balance that out dude i will say juju kaisen i think in terms of filler episodes god dude the the episode where they play baseball was like one of my favorite episodes of the season like that shit was hilarious and it's like normally i don't like filler but dude when that episode came out i was like matt you need to go watch this now like this is like peak entertainment right here mm-hmm. it was good it's good i have zero regrets <laughs> zero regrets so, is there any other animes that are coming out that you're that you're excited about? Um, you know, uh, besides the ones we talked about, um, like the second half of Bleach: Thousand Year Blood War also just started. Uh, I haven't got mm-hmm. to watch the first episode yet, but I'm I'm excited that that came back as fast as it did, because mm-hmm. season one kind of, I wouldn't say it leaves off on a cliffhanger, but it kind of does. Like it sets up a lot of stuff. Like oh, like. It's like all out war is about to break out and it's like, cool, let me just like wait three years, I guess, for the next half of this and they're like, oh no, no, it's coming out like next year and it's like, okay, cool. Like so I didn't have to wait that long for it. So I'm excited to get more of that. Um, I know there's like some other ones that of course come out. They're not out right now, but they come out later. Like I'm super excited for the finale of Attack on Titan finally. It's become the running the, the final season part fucking three over here. But I, I just want it to end and I think it's going to finally like be the end, which, you know, I'm I'm glad. Like let's just wrap the story up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I was, I was, you know, Dan was talking about uh in the Discord about him uh starting to watch Attack on Titan and I was like, Oh good, like Maybe by the time you get through all of it, you'll be able to watch the season finale with the rest of us. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Like, that's why, yeah, take your time, because, you know, it's going to be a minute before the final comes out. Uh, and then, dude, so, have you ever watched Baki on Netflix? No. Does that sound familiar at all? So, Mm-mm. so there is an anime on Netflix well, and it's so weird. The way they divided this up, I fucking hate it, and it's so stupid. Because <laughs> there's this show, Baki, and it mm-hmm. has, like, season one, part one, season one, part two, and then, like, a tournament arc, which is technically season two, but, like, I don't know, because they divided season one up weird. But then, under, there's Baki, but then there's a second show that's called Baki Hanama, which is the same fucking show, but it's not under the other show. And it's, like, a prequel to, like, shit that fucking happened in the first one. And I'm like, dude, just put it all under one, like, thing. Like, why why are you making me Google search, like, the fucking order to look this shit up? Like, it's all under mm-hmm. different things. But the, the next part of that comes out at the end of this month. And it's over, like, if you want fighting, like, over the top, people with, like, 10, 12-pack abs, 
beating the fucking shit out of each other in the street that is baki like the general premise is baki is a high school student and he entered this underground tournament to become the world's strongest and he at 17 he won and so he became like japan's strongest and because of that multiple people criminals that are on death row from around the world from like russia germany the u.s whatever all broke out of prison to come to japan to fight baki and so mm-hmm. they all end up showing up and uh baki's like dude i can't like fight all of it at once so he's like here's what we're gonna do so then like baki creates a team of like eight or nine people and he's like here's my nine versus your nine and he's like we're gonna go our separate ways but if we run into each other in the street it's on like we fucking fight to the death right there and so that's like the general premise of season one so then these like people they'll just be walking and they see each other across the street and then like take their shoes off and shit and start just like punching their teeth out of each other the one dude fucking rips a ferris wheel out of the ground and it's like sweet like it is over the top like bullshit anime and it is so like the one dude like was picking up like bowling balls and fucking just chucking them like shot like cannonballs at the dude and he's like catching them and shit it is peak it is so good and it's just gratuitous over the top violence and then in season two there's a tournament arc where muhammad ali's son enters the tournament arc and he's like boxing and shit and he can like punch so hard that the air between his fist and he's like razor blades so he's, like, not even touching you, so he stops, like, right before your face, it shreds, like, the side of their face off and stuff. It's so good. Like, it is bananas. I, I'm here for it. Like, yeah. I think there was one that I was also looking at. It was called the uh, Megalobox. It was, yes. it's basically, so, like, um, how, have you heard about that one? Have you I watched have, any? I have watched Megalobox, and I will, Megalobox yeah. is fucking fantastic. Like, season, season two is really good. But season one is amazing. Season one is fantastic. Like, I was actually shocked when it got a season two because season one was kind of like the end. Like, it, it ends. It's good. But then I was like, when they announced they were doing another season, I'm like, I don't really know what they're going to do because, like, they wrapped everything up in season one. But for what they did to make it a second season made sense. Like, it was one of those where it didn't feel forced. Like, it felt good. It still had the same art style, same aesthetic. But it's just the overall story... I feel like because season one's like a good, it's like a boxing story, like real good. And then season two is kind of like, like redemption arc, kind of like what happens when you fall from the top type thing and stuff. So that was really good. So nice. Um, cool. Also on Netflix is Record of Ragnarok, which mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard or seen that. So the general premise of that, which the second half of the second season comes out soon and god dude it was one of those where i didn't want like i heard of it and i tried watching it got like a couple episodes in and i couldn't do it. like i tried i don't know why but i kind of just fell off I was like, ah, i'm not watching it and then a while ago i was like all right i'm gonna try watching this again because i saw clips or something on youtube short something i was like dude this looks fucking amazing and people were talking about it on twitter i'm like all right i'm gonna try again and this second time, like, I don't know what happened, but it just, like, clicked for me. And I was like, dude, this is fucking great. And I blew through it. Season two was airing, and then it just ended. And they're like, yeah, uh, it was only six episodes. And they're like, yeah, the second half of the season coming out eventually. I'm like, dude, how are you going to do this to me? 
and <laughs> the general premise is that the gods deemed that like humans are like a waste and they want to just like eradicate humanity so mm-hmm. um instead one of the valkyries comes up to them as like okay well they're not and we'll challenge you to ragnarok which she's like you pit your like 12 best gods and i get to pick 12 humans from across time and we'll fight and whoever wins the most matches if humans win they get to live and then if gods win then you can wipe out humanity and so she goes through time and like picks out their 12 fighters and does like arena fights against the gods but humans can't normally hurt gods so the other valkyries become like holy weapons that can actually hurt the gods so then the humans get armed with them to actually like inflict damage on the gods and it's so good like Mm -hmm. um jack the ripper is one of the humans that she picked so he fights hercules in london (laughs) and he just like sets up a bunch of booby traps and stuff and he's just like a fucking dick like most of the time (laughs) but he's like the way he looks though he looks like some like foxy like silver fox like grandpa and stuff Mm -hmm. so he looks super cool and then um adam from adam and eve fights (laughs) uh uh zeus and like (laughs) but his power is he has the eyes of a god because he was god's like first creation and so he can mimic the god's powers so like zeus was like super buff whatever so like adam's like this scrawny kid but he can like hit with the force of like a thousand fucking tons and so he's just like <laughs> breaking zeus's like bones and shit punching him and he like knows what he's gonna do so he's just like dodging and shit and just like wailing on him it's so good <laughs> so and it's like over very over the top like violence like whatever like people get limbs cut off and just like fucking throw them back on and shit it's insane rad i'm here for that that sounds awesome. I think I, I think I heard something about it, and I think I maybe watched like the first episode, but I don't, I don't I don't remember much about it. But it'll be time to go back. It's time to go back to the well. There's not a lot to watch. I mean, like the only other thing I'm really watching right now that's a series is the Silo. So like I need other things to watch on a Friday Saturday night to kind of you know. So what is this? I heard you wait. talk about the Silo before, but I have no idea what that is. Okay, uh, so, I mean, I guess we, are we going to go into, are we doing a transition here? Are we just going to go straight into spoilers? I mean, you want to hear, you want to play the sirens? I, I hear some sirens. <laughs> all right, so yeah, so, uh, this week in the, in the spoiler cast, all I've been, uh, watching pretty much has been this show called The Silo. Uh, it is Apple TV Plus, uh, it is a series about, um, these people, um, the earth is kind of going into this, um, kind of like, uh, elemental, you know, situation where people can't live above the ground anymore. Um, so they build this huge silo goes like miles and miles down into the earth's crust. Uh, they basically hold, um, the majority of the earth's population. Um, there is this other faction of people that decided that they were going to try to muscle it out and live on the surface. So, um, you have heard about these people, you don't know about them, um, but they're, you know, the, the majority of the show is focused on the silo. Um, people have been in there for hundreds of years, uh, generations have passed, they have their own economies, they have their own government, they have their own status, um, they have basically everything is set up inside this, this, uh, this area. Um, there are basically a handful of rules um, that have been added on to like the typical things of, you know, like don't kill people, don't steal things. 
um, one of the things is if you say you want to go outside, you're going to go outside. Uh, and basically what they do is they put you in like this spacesuit. Um, they put you in this airlock. They send you out um, to clean the cameras uh, that the silo uses so that you can see what the outside of the um, the earth, what the, the outer layer of the earth looks like. Um, you can see what the ground and the crust looks like. Um, so they go out to clean those things, and then basically, um, they most people uh, when you see them on this on the monitors, they die. Like they just basically fall over and die. Um, so uh, I don't want to give too much away in the first episode, but like you know, there are some truths that are dispersed, um, and one of the ladies, uh, Rashida Jones, is in the is in the show, um, and uh, she basically um, decides that she's seen some truths that uh, need to be explored. And the only way to explore those is to go out into the world. Um, she's married to the sheriff who is basically like the law bringer and the order uh, of the silo. And he basically has to send his wife out to die. Um, so he has to do all of the legwork. Uh, he, he has to find her, you know, the suit and get her set up to go out. And there's this whole battle between, you know, doing what's right and, you know, what's right for you. Um, so it starts off pretty tense and pretty dramatic. Uh, and it goes, for, goes on from there. Um, you know, I'm about, I think it's like six episodes and I think I'm on episode four or five. So I'm almost done with it. And, uh, yeah, the shit gets pretty crazy. Like you, there's, you know, relics from the past. So a lot of times it's like, um, a camcorder or, uh, like a iPod or things like that, that like, you're not allowed to have Pez dispensers, like anything from the old world. Um, you're not allowed to keep, uh, it's against the law. It basically gets you sent outside to die. So, um, you know, it, it's good. Um, there's a lot of drama. There's no comedy in it. There's a lot of, you know, typical people who have power want to stay in power, and they're worried about people who buck the system. Um, there's a lot of espionage. There's a lot of um, assassination. Um, you know, there's one port where, like, the generator has to be repaired, the generator that keeps the whole silo running, so they have to turn the power off. And uh, when they do that, there's like the the screen that everybody watches outside. Like, and, you know, everybody wants to get their last views in case like the power doesn't come back on, and they're never gonna see the outside ever again. And when the power goes off for like a split second, you can see like the screen, and you see everything dead and gray. And then like when the power goes off, like for just a split second, the screen turns to color, and like the tree that's dead is alive, and like you know there's blue sky, and you know instead of like this gray wasteland. So people kind of like what. What what was that? Like, was that legit? Was it not? Like, who knows? Um, so we'll see how it wraps up. But right now it's good. It's like the, the one I think it was number one on Apple's watch list for like three weeks. And now it's probably in like their top five. So it's it's up there. It's a good show. Dan, it sounds cool. Kind of sounds a lot like uh, Lost mm -hmm. in some aspects of it. It kind of gives you every episode kind of gives you more questions. It's about like what's really happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the kind of the thing is like the people that go out that are the main characters, like you kind of see them go out and, and like stuff happens and you don't know what it is. So it's like you're left to kind of make your own like assessment of what's happening. So, you know, we both my wife and I have our own um we both have our own ideas of what's happening right now, so we're kind of betting to see like who's more correct. <laughs> so it does cool get it, going. 
It does. I think it gets more tense because we're, I'm just like, see, see that, see that? Like, I think this is going to happen. And she's like, no, you're hella stupid. Like, this is going to happen. Like, you're looking too far into it. Uh, every once in a while, I'll throw out a Mephisto joke. And, like, I'm the only one that laughs because, you know, <laughs> my wife doesn't listen to our show as much. So she doesn't get the Mephisto jokes. She's but... like, Mephisto? <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? Uh, so, but yeah, that's a great show. Um, also, this week, um, I finally got to watch Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Oof, bro! Um, like that bunny is nightmare fuel. Like it, like haunts my dreams. Yeah, rent free right now. You should have seen Megan's face in the theater when that thing came on the screen, dude. She looked absolutely <laughs> mortified. Yeah, and the name is Floor. Like, yeah, whatever, dude. Like, stay away from me. Like, I'm gonna stomp on you. Uh, that walrus though, like missing his eyeball, like missing his eyelids, like getting like the robotic eyelids. So the thing is just giving you like this beady eyed death stare like the whole time. Like that was unsettling. Like I understand why they wanted to put a warning before the movie saying like they're you know the cruelty towards animals and things like that because like it was. It was very hard for my wife to watch. Like, she was unsettled anytime they went back into the past. Um, but, you know, that being said, High Evolution, uh, yeah, he's, I think he's a better villain than, than Kang. Um, I can see that. But, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's hard to kind of, I mean, that, that's kind of like a one trick pony, that guy, right? I yeah. Mean, like, you can't really keep bringing him back to be like this big bad for like the whole arc. Um, but you know, he was, he was terrifying. Like, I mean, like when he took his mask off at the end, I was like, Oh boy. I was like, raccoon fucked him up. <laughs> Rocket. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was good. Like it, I think it's the, to me personally, it is the worst of the three guardians movies. Uh, man, it's one of those things. Where, <laughs> You're at a loss for well, words. Well, it's, it's like one of those things. Cause it's hard because I actually think I think all three movies are really good, mm-hmm. but it it's one of those like. I think you're right. It's just I I feel so dirty saying that you're right because <laughs> I don't think it's a bad movie. Like no, it's, it's just not. like it's just one of those things. It's like when you're comparing you're com- you're comparing against perfection, and it's like that's what's <laughs> hard is you're comparing against two of like marvel's best movies out of any of the phases and it's like yeah like i all overall i think it would probably end up like that's what's hard i think what makes you ultimately right is because if we were to rank all the marvel movies again with everything out i know guardians one and two would be towards the top and i know three would probably be more in the middle mm-hmm. and i think it's just because with guardians one and two as like guardians one is great like i mean it's the perfect comedic balance with action um there's the team dynamics two you know it goes a little bit into like um quill's uh backstory um and you know it flushes things out even like the the christmas episode legit like funny like that is a great like heartwarming story yeah this one like you don't have the humor um you don't it's a lot there's more drama like i mean it's it definitely sets a more a gruesome tone right like mm-hmm. i mean this is you know and i get it i mean like rocket's history isn't exactly going to be like all like sunshine and and roses but <laughs> yeah. at the same time i feel like they didn't just come at you with like this subtle like hint of like yeah bad stuff happened it they hit you over the head with like a brick and was just like you like this you want more of this get ready you're going to sit down and watch this for like another hour and 45 minutes and it was just like wow, like you know, you need a palate cleanser when you're done watching that movie. 
Dude, so I will say, one of my favorite, I, I did think there were, in terms of humor, I feel like, yeah, it was a lot more toned down compared to the other two. But it also had one of my favorite moments, which was when <laughs> uh, they were trying to take the car to go drive oh, yeah. to the base. And Bill, <laughs> yeah. he's like, will you open the fucking door? <laughs> he's going to open the door. That's what I, I spit out my drink because I didn't know that was coming, right? So, like, I'm sitting there and I'm drinking, like, and I'm kind of laughing because they're trying to figure out how to use a car. And he's like, open the fucking door. <laughs> and, like, I spit out my drink. I was like, and I, I had to look. I was like, is this a PG-13 movie? I was like, I guess you can say the F word once. You get, everybody gets movie. one. <laughs> but yeah i was like i was like damn i was like that was probably the funniest moment of the movie no correct. That, that was that was one of my favorites and then um it's so hard because there was this one part like so at the very end i i thought for sure and i was shocked that this didn't happen was um like you know he got closure with nebula and stuff you know and she left or nebula um to Gamora. Gamora, there we go. I was like, God damn it. I was like, no, the other sister. Um, <laughs> so he got closure with Gamora. And, you know, she went with the Ravagers back to them and stuff. And I was like, you know, that was cool. But I thought for sure, like, when she went back on the ship and whatever, I thought she was going to totally pull out, like, the uh, the picture that she found on the ship or whatever of Star-Lord and, like, his dad or uncle, whatever, like, fucking together. Because mm-hmm. as like the memento, and that was gonna kind of be like the uh, like at the end of one or whatever when he switched out the fucking stone with the little troll or whatever. For I thought that was gonna be like that moment between them where she's like, yeah, you know, I'm not your same Gamora, and uh, or yeah, I'm not your same Gamora, and you know, I I don't have those like feelings about you. But kind of like towards the end, she kind of learned like, yeah, I don't feel the same way, but it's like I can kind of see how another version of me like would have like fallen for this but as like a keepsake to like remember him by like taking that and the fact that there wasn't anything like that i was like damn dude i was i thought for sure like she was gonna take something from him or whatever to like have to remember him by before she left and uh i was i do like the new i like the the snippet at the end with the uh the new like guardians of the galaxy that was pretty cool like Freaking, uh, what is it? Groot's been lifting, like you know, yeah, he's you know, like he's a tank, and then it has huge. a yeah, it has Adam Warlock and stuff in there. Yeah, Adam Warlock. I think Adam Warlock was supposed to be the comedic like drive in this movie, and I mean he was good. I mean he was a good. He, I mean he played a good Adam Warlock. I think I like that character. I like the the arc that they gave him. Um, but yeah, I think at the very end of the movie, like you know, you see Peter sitting there eating cereal, talking to his uncle. And it's like Peter Quill will return in like you know will return soon or whatever. And I was like, how are you gonna how are you gonna do that right? Because like uh, what was it? Um, what's his name? Fucking his contract's over, right? Like they're all all their contracts are over. Like Chris so, Pratt. I mean he can just sign yeah. a new contract. Like he can, man. the but man I mean, can look, renew up. I mean, uh, is uh, has Marvel ever done that before? I don't know. I mean, like are they bringing people back? They bring they bring they make a new arcs. I well, mean, wh- what are you gonna do, right? So that's my thing. Is like, yeah, what are we? So he's back on Earth now, and so it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, what are they gonna do with Star Lord on Earth? And I don't know if like he's going to help the Avengers. Uh, part of me, which I was kind of surprised at, because in the comics, uh, there is a character called Nova, which mm-hmm. they have the Nova Corpse and stuff, but there's like an actual character called Nova who has, like, the helmet and gets powers and whatever. And in the comics, 
Star-Lord and Nova are, like, best bros. Like, they love each other. Like, they have, like, a total bromance <laughs> going on. And so mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, man, I wonder if they'll introduce Nova and, like, Peter, you know, doesn't have any friends on Earth, like, whatever, and they'll kind of start that relationship with him. But Nova's also kind of like, um, I, which I don't know, I don't read Nova, but I think they're kind of similar to Captain Marvel, where it's like they're, you know, do, like, a galaxy. It's not just Earth or, like, whatever, but I think, like, they could do, like, Nova on Earth when Peter, like, becomes friends. So he's like, oh, dude, you're a fucking superhero? Me too, bro. Let's hang out and shoot shit and do whatever. <laughs> And kind of do, like, a peacemaker thing, like, with the two of them, which would be pretty cool. See, I thought that, what was it, the the pompous dude from, like, the first Guardians of the Galaxy, the one that was actually, like, the head of, like, the the starship, like, you know, those those fighter, that fighter troop? Yeah. Like, the one that actually, like, bound together to make the net to try to keep uh, Ronin from, like, coming in? I thought he was going to be Nova. I thought he was going to, like, do something was going to happen to him where he was going to turn into Nova, and then, like, he was going to be kind of, like, in that universe because he's already written in, right? Mm -hmm. And he was a big-name actor. He had, like, some credentials behind him. And, like, he gets crushed in, like, (laughs) in the the last battle. Contract (laughs) Yeah, so so I was like, okay, well, I guess it's not going to be him. Um, So it would be interesting to see if they do kind of, like, go that route and write him in. Um, But he's just, yeah, it's just like, you know, he worked in the Guardians of the Galaxy because he was witty, and like there was this team of people who had superpowers around him. Like now he's just like human, like Hawkeye, and that's kind of boring. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. I guess it'll be. I hope they do use him for something good, and you know maybe he will end up helping the Avengers or doing some. I don't know. I don't know what they have planned for him. And it's weird to think that uh, the Marvels or whatever is, like, the next one that's coming out, which I think comes mm-hmm. out fairly soon. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because yeah, outside, yeah, outside of going to go see Guardians uh, 3, I haven't seen, like, any advertisements or anything for it. Uh... I saw it. Uh, I saw an advertisement for it when I went to see Elemental. Oh, no, yeah, no one. Dude, it doesn't come out until November 10th, so... I thought it was coming out a lot sooner than that. So that explains it. Yeah, it's still not coming out for like another fucking like three, four months. Mm-hmm. And talk about a tepid response. Like, I mean, every anytime you bring up that movie, people are just like, uh, yeah, I guess it's a Marvel movie. Like, right? Like, Well, and it's so funny because the, the last trailer, the trailer I saw for Guardians, like, I don't think it looks horrible. Like, I initially was like, dude, this is going to be it. I fell asleep during miss captain marvel whatever twice trying to fucking get through it and this one it's like yeah it doesn't look that i honestly from this last trailer i'm like yeah it doesn't look that bad but it's also like one of the first ones where i'm kind of like yeah that might be a a disney plus like one for me i don't know if i'm gonna go see that in theaters or not yeah, uh, I, t- I can tell you right now, I definitely don't think I'll be seeing that in theaters. And it's not because I don't want to. It's just because I won't have the time. And, like, you know, it's got to be, like, a really good movie for me to want to leave my house and, like, find a babysitter to go out and watch a two-hour movie with my wife um, when we can just watch things at home. Um, so, yeah, it um, it's a bummer. It's a bummer that this arc had the potential and because of a bunch of legal issues and people being shitheads that, like, you know, it kind of got drowned out again. Um so so yeah uh, but uh, oh go ahead no you go ahead i was gonna say i do feel that like 
like the multiverse kind of sets it up so that you can make you can you can retcon Kang, right? Like you can find another actor and you can be like, yeah, this was just like a mutated universe that was a one-off, and he murdered all the other ones, right? <laughs> so now it's just like this one Kang that's different from everybody else that like is now kind of back in there to set everything right again. The Don and... Cheadle of Kangs, or like, yeah, I'm just a new guy. <laughs> I'm still Kang, baby. Um. <laughs> Dude, what I was going to say is, while we're in the spoiler zone, dude, mm-hmm. have you seen the shit for Deadpool 3? Mm, like, okay. the, the stuff that's been coming out on Twitter about Deadpool 3? Yeah, okay, so I've seen screenshots, and I've seen people's outfits, and I don't think that it's necessarily true. I think it's a bunch... Because, like, you know, they're, they're not from reputable sources, right? Uh, they're just screenshots of people saying, hey, look, this is what's coming out in Deadpool 3. Uh, that being said, like, I want to hear your take on it. Uh, about what you're seeing and, and what you think. Okay, so I saw this past week that they said that the the chick who played Elektra in the original whatever movie, I forget her name, is going to be in Deadpool 3. Wait, Jennifer Garner? Like, not... You're not talking Jennifer Garner. Like, it's... But this is before, like... Like, yeah, the... Like, the before the MCU. Uh, Elektra... Movie, yeah, 2005. Uh, yeah, Jennifer Garner. Mm, yeah that she was returning as Electra (laughs) and I've heard rumors that also Ben Affleck will be reprising Daredevil (laughs) in Deadpool 3 along with uh, there was one more I can't remember who but all of this has me thinking that I'm like dude they're basically what it seems like they're doing is they're setting up Deadpool killing the Fox universe is is what I'm assuming is gonna happen. Like it seems like they're gonna do some multiverse bullshit, where in order to save the world, like Deadpool's gonna have to kill the X Men and Elektra, Punisher. Uh, it'd be hilarious if they had the the original dude who played like the fucking 2003 Hulk, uh, Eric Eric Bana or whatever. Like bring him in as the Hulk, and like have him like kill the prior MCU universe so that the, like this universe is going to collide with the MCU. So in order to like save it, he has to like take out like the original fantastic four and bring in like Chris Evan is like Johnny storm and stuff. And he has to like take them all out. That would be hilarious. I do like that premise because it is just over the top enough to where you give Deadpool like that freedom to break the fourth wall and, and all of like the audience pandering that he likes that you know that that we've come to expect in this franchise and then it uh, it uh, it takes that over the top like hatred for like those early movies and then turns it around into something comical and enjoyable right so well as long as the actors and actresses can laugh about it themselves when it's happening I'm all for it well and then it's like it's one of those things a yeah it's not using any of the characters or whatever that are like in the fucking MCU so I think Disney would be fine with it because it's using a bunch of whatever bullshit from before. That's like, sure, have fun with this. Like, go wild. And then two, at the end of Deadpool 2, he did kill himself from the X-Men Origins Wolverine movie. So it's like he's already started that process. And I wonder if that will play. Like, that's almost like the start of it. Like, because he did that, it created, like, the repercussions or, like, the fractures in the multiverse because he wasn't supposed to do that so then now like the entire fox universe 
is crumbling because of what he did at the end of two <laughs> when he traveled in time and fucked everything up. That would be pretty rad if, like, he had that awareness to be, like, you know, this is the MCU and then this is just, like, the box bullshit from before. And, like, he's got to save his movie so from, from like, turning into it so he's got to kill, like, <laughs> this other franchise before jumping into the MCU, like, universe. I think that would be pretty cool. I mean, they have yet to come out with a dud in that Deadpool series, so... I think this is uh, they're going to take their time with this one. And uh, you know, I it seems to me like you know they got a banger on their hands. Oh yeah. And it's like I know like Ryan Reynolds has like been petitioning for Hugh Jackman to be in this for like so long that I feel like they wouldn't just like send it out to die. Like they they want this to hit. It's been on the docket for fucking ever. So it's one of those things where they're going to take their time and like make the best quality product they can. Not just like, Oh, well, whatever. Like, let's just push this shit out here and just end it. Yeah. I will tell you, uh, some of the costumes that I've seen like pop up on Twitter of like, uh, of Hugh Jackman in the Wolverine costume, Mm -hmm. like the, the X-Men one, like if it's real, I'm worried about that. But if, I mean, like, but those could just be, like, really bad, like, Photoshop mock-up representations that people are just throwing out there to get the buzz, buzz yeah, around. Yeah, because I, the only two costumes I think I've seen from, like, shots on set was I saw the one where he's in, like, the, uh, almost, like, wife beater, white, like, tank top, wife beater, like, one where he looks, like, younger, like, almost, like, X-Men, like, one Wolverine. And then there was another one that I saw where he was more, like, in a suit, uh, but not like his Wolverine suit, like an actual like, like um, I don't know, like men's warehouse looking <laughs> suit. I can see you would go into a wedding in. Yeah. Um. So I haven't seen anything with uh, you know, him in like the actual. Which it would be, it would be funny to see him in like the actual like Wolverine like yellow you know over the face type suit Mm -hmm. or at least a version of it or him like i could totally see him like suiting up or whatever and like deadpool has all these ones like prepared for him and that's one of the ones he comes out in. he's like dude i'm not wearing this like this is fucking stupid Um, so i can totally see that because yeah looking on google i don't see i mean i see mock-ups and stuff but i don't see uh any of him in the actual suit mm-hmm. but i'm excited for it nice me too me too all right well um i mean is 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 that it is is that i mean have you been playing anything new this week I mean, so the only thing new I really played this week was I got to check out the uh, the Pikmin 4 demo. Sweet. Is it uh, more Pikmin? You, so it is more Pikmin. And, man, it, it was a lot of fun. It's been a minute since I played Pikmin. Uh, I played the third one on Wii U. I didn't finish it. Uh, but this one, it was really nice. Like, coming back, um, they do, like, a little kind of refresher tutorial for you for like control wise how everything works and then um 
you kind of play as Olimar through like this little tutorial and then you get to play as your actual character, which you get to customize. I mean, it's nice. limited customization, of course, but you know, you get to, you could be a guy or girl and there's like different hairstyles and faces and whatever for you to choose from. And so you create your own little astronaut dude and it's like your first day on the job and basically the general premise is you know because olimar had crash landed and sent out an sos and whatever because he needed help trying to fix his ship and i think this one kind of retcons the other games in a way <laughs> like two and three i think like don't actually happen now this kind of seems like it takes place after one in a way like almost like he didn't escape or whatever and then now it's like, all these rescue teams kind of came to try and save him, but then the rescue team got fucked up, and their shit crashed, and then now it's, like, <laughs> you trying to rescue the rescue team, basically, and get them all back in order for then all of you to go rescue Olimar. So, you go, and you're, you go on this, like, little land, and there's, like, this new dog character that's really cute, mm -hmm. like, and he can... Um, at the beginning of the demo, he's just a puppy, and he's small, and he can, like, pull stuff for you, and there's, like, stuff buried in dirt that he can, like, dig out and stuff, but then after a couple days in the demo, he gets a lot bigger, and then now you can ride on him, and, like, you and your Pikmin can ride on his back, uh, he's a lot stronger, so he can, like, take on some of the bigger enemies, and he has a little skill tree that you can, like, level up to give him either more attack power, more pulling power. Like, I got him to the point where, in the demo, he was as strong as, like, 10 Pikmin. So for certain things that required 10 Pikmin to carry it, I could just point and have him go collect it and then save my Pikmin for, like, other stuff, and he would, like, carry it back to, like, the ship. So that was really cool. And he would, like, ram stuff. So there was, like, objects, like, up top on stuff that I couldn't fling Pikmin up to get. So I would have the dog... Uh, ram the side or whatever and drop it and then put my Pikmin under it and they'd carry it off to the ship and you got your in the demo you had your red Pikmin which are fire um, there was ice Pikmin that like freeze stuff they'd freeze enemies and then you could put enough of them in the water and it would freeze the water for you to walk on top and then I was so pissed because like towards the end I got the yellow Pikmin which were electric but the way the demo works is you have to collect like 1500 scrap and like once you collect that much scrap uh the demo ends so if you don't fucking collect anything and do whatever you could probably play like a lot of the demo like up to a certain point but of course me being the collector i am i was trying <laughs> to collect everything so it's one of those if i was to play it again with that in mind i could like not collect a bunch of stuff and probably see like a lot more of the level and whatever because it's only the first level because in order to get to the second level of course you need 1500 so it's like you're only ever going to get to do as much as you can on that one level but it was cool like you go underground i will say uh the time limit thing kind of fucked me up at first because i i was used to tiny kin you know where it's like hey man it's easy breezy like take your time do whatever but now it's like you're on a daylight schedule and you can do it at night or whatever too, but it's like you need to get back like to the ship eventually. 
and it was one of those where i forgot about it i was sitting there on discord and like the demo's playing <laughs> and like it had just started and i was like da, da, da. and i look up and half of day one was already almost over i was like oh my god i was like i didn't like pause the game it was just fucking running in the background so i had like screw my day one was kind of shit i was running around scrambling stuff and then i had to get back to the ship so i kind of wasted a lot of time on day one but but the, mm, the demo left me wanting more, though. Like, I was kind of sad when it was over, and I'm like, fuck, man. Like, I guess it's... Uh, I don't know if I'm going to get it when it comes out, but I, what's nice is your progress does carry over to the actual game, just like the Final Fantasy demo. So I'm like, cool, at least I don't have to go through the starter, like, baby's first Pikmin game tutorial again. That's good. I'm bummed that they didn't come out with... Um, well, I shouldn't say I'm bummed, but I hope that when the actual game comes out... That they have like a casual mode to where you don't have to worry about time, like you could just kind of play like Tinykins, because I think um, that would do the game so much more good. Like I think a lot of people would gravitate towards that game if there wasn't a time constraint. Um, yeah, there and might then... be like a mode or something because I want to say the demo also had like some sort of co-op kind of mode, and maybe in like one of those modes it'll have where you're not under the crunch of time. Mm. Yeah, that would be good. I, I think they need to do that get on the get on that page guys like i'll buy your game if you get rid of the need for me to finish it in like the you know in in time constraints so let me have fun it's not fun when i feel pressured to finish things in a certain amount of time amen brother so <laughs> what what have you been playing shannon Nothing except Final Fantasy 16. Uh, that is my jam right now, and I'm getting a little bit further. I just uh, did, um, I just did enough to, you know, move the major story point like further, like move that needle further. I don't know if I'm as far as like somebody like Jordan, uh, who's like I think at last time he he reported and he was at 53 percent. I would probably say I'm around like I gotta be closer to like 35 to 40 percent. Um, so I'm uh, I'm excited to be going, bro. Like it, it's uh, the 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 combat still feels fresh. I will tell you, like I was thinking about it while I was playing the game, and it was like, like in some of the more like story direct portions, it is of a movie than it is like a game. It reminds me more of like back in the day, like Dragon's Quest or Dragon's Lair or whatever, where it was like a cartoon and you would just hit like a button every once in a while <laughs> in the right timing sequence to like make him jump out of the way. But, um, but yeah, it, uh, definitely gets like some of those cutscenes are long, like 15, 20 minute, like cut sequences of dialogue. So, um, yeah, I think that's the only thing that's slowing me down. I'd be a long, I'd be a lot further along, but like I kind of want to know what's going on in the story, so I'm not cut, I'm not skipping the cutscenes. So, you know, we'll see how that plays out later. We'll see if it's worth it or not. I don't know. The story seems pretty cool. Uh, I just, I just want to get to like Bahamut and Odin. Like, I want to start fighting them. <laughs> well, I'm excited for yeah. you. Thank you. You got to get on that, dude. Like, I know you got a lot of other games that you're trying to get through right now, but. Um, I think you guys would enjoy it. I think you and Megan would enjoy that game a lot. No, I, I love the demo. Like, it's definitely on my list. I played the demo. I thought it was great. She still needs to, but it's one of those where it's definitely, it's on my list of games to hopefully, you know, I will get it prior to game of the year so that I can actually, like, you know, talk about it since I'm sure, you know, it's probably going to be on a couple people's lists. Mm-hmm. 
at least three of the four. Exactly. The so it's one of those where it's like, fuck, man. Okay, I guess. So I have a fighting chance to understand <laughs> where it is on the list. Had those numbers, bro. Because you know it's gonna. You know it's if it's all on all of our lists, it's gonna be higher. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> well, uh, you all think, right. Well, you think that's a show? Well, I think it's a show. Like, want- we've been talking, like, I mean, I know it's just you and me, but, like, I mean, like, we put on a full show there, bro. Yeah, we did. Amen, brother. <laughs> uh, you want you want to take us out, Shannon? Sure, I could do that. Let me see. I mean, uh, um... Yeah, there you go. Get ready. Get ready. <laughs> you know what, guys? Oh, I blew out my, my, blew out my level on that. Beautiful. Good. <laughs> you know, guys, uh, thank you for listening to another episode of That Pixel Life. Um, you know, follow us there. Uh, jump on the discords. Let us know what your animes are that you want to, uh, that you're looking forward to, that you're uh, that you're binging on right now. Maybe give us some like more stuff that we need to watch ourselves. Um, I don't know. Let us know if there's anything else out there that you're uh, that you're interested in uh, us talking about. Give us some topics for the week. Uh, I know the news right now is pretty slow just because we're you know going through the summer doldrums. Everybody's on vacations. Um, but if there's something you want us to talk about let us know in the discord we'd be happy to throw it up there and uh and, and throw it up to debate i know i pissed a lot of people off this week when i said that turning red was a horrible movie by pixar <laughs> so you know i i, I like seeing the, the 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 tire fire that i lit there um so yeah give us give us some topics guys um yeah that's about it for the week uh justin uh if zach was here what do you think zach would say zach would say hey guys sunday had hands <laughs> and then if he was also here he would say robbie would say hey guys go be great <laughs>